0: This episode is brought to you by Roster Up Media, your home for tangible insights on the NFL and fantasy football. For the hottest takes and deep dives on your favorite NFL teams, as well as daily and season long fantasy football hacks, head to rosterupmedia.com. If you love football, you'll love Roster Up. Welcome back to another episode of the Jet Up Podcast, part of the Roster Up Media Podcast Network. Head to rosterupmedia.com for all your fantasy football and favorite team news uh, and insights. We are back after being out for a little while, a couple months actually. Uh, I'm James, I'm your host today, and I'm actually solo. Don't have our co-host Ryan with me today. But we have been out because lots of things have been happening in life. I actually bought a home, our first home, so that was exciting, but very stressful with everything going on in the market, but that's kept me fairly busy and not recording for you guys, and also uh, had my first child, a son, Uh, so another huge life event occurring just about one month after we bought our home, so hopefully you can forgive us for not having episodes the last couple months as we dealt with. Some of these personal things, but very exciting things. Very excited to have a son. His name is James as well. He is James the V, uh, which is pretty darn cool. Um, you know, very honored to have given him my name and to have received that as well from my father, grandfather, and great-grandfather. But we are here today to talk New York Jets. It's been a couple months, so a lot has happened. The Jets, uh, I think the last time we recorded, won their first game. Against the Titans, um, so we are back talking about what's happened since then and what's going to be happening going forward, or what we think is going to be happening. Of course, uh, been kind of a disappointing season. I know it's been one of those years where there wasn't too much expected of this team because they're very young. Um, we have a new, you know, rookie quarterback, new coach. Some of these things you're going to have inevitable speed bumps as you uh, see those those different people gel on the field, gel in the locker room sort of figure out how everything works. Um, But last time we talked, we had beaten the Titans, which was a huge upset win, really fun. Uh, It was Zach's last win um, before uh, he beat the Texans recently, Um, but probably one of his more impressive games, to be honest, um, where it got all of us very excited. But he ended up going down with an injury, um, and we saw the Jets fan base basically gravitate towards any sort of success. So Mike White stepped in, had a lot of success in his first uh, start as uh, the Jets quarterback basically set some records for his, you know, a quarterback's first start ever um, through for over 400 yards and just absolutely played out of his mind. Um, you know, and it was just one of those games where you're like, is this is this the franchise guy? And it's really easy for us to do that because we're so so starved as Jets fans for success that we cling to any sort of, you know semblance of uh the ability to win so i think that was you know an exciting moment for the fan base to, and it was all over the radio of course for that entire week is this you know is this the guy and sort of everyone's like forget Zach let's move to mike white um and even i was like hmm you know I don't know is this the guy but in, in sort of deep down I knew he just did the simple things right and that's what allowed the offense to work the way it was supposed to uh, i didn't think you know, he was going to turn into some amazing star like a lot of other people did. Uh, And we saw as he came in the following week, uh, he struggled and he really looked like a backup quarterback. Um, Not to say Mike White can't be a good backup quarterback, but uh, just don't see him as any sort of long-term answer for any team. Um, So that was fun while it lasted. Um, And then we went into sort of a losing streak. Uh, We did beat the Bengals. Like I, I, you know, that was sort of part of that, but um, you know, went into a losing streak and, you know, played some really good teams. I mean, we played the bills and everyone was very upset when we were getting crushed by the bills. And I kept reminding some of our friends, Hey, this is a top five team in the NFL. We are not even close to that. Um, not surprising that we lost that game. I think the dolphins were a good test for us because it allowed us to see, uh, you know, how we do against a team that's sort of in a similar stage where they're, Pretty close to getting to a competitive roster, but again, are not really there yet. Um, And we ended up losing by one score to them. Would have liked to see us pull that win out. Zach, that was his first game. Oh, no, sorry. That was not his first game back. We actually, I believe, played Flacco that game, um, who looked serviceable, looked pretty good. Um, But again, he's just really there as a veteran presence. Would have liked to see him on the roster all season um and then played the texans and that was zach's first game back we won that game but to be honest with you zach looked really really bad he looked like he had not played in a month uh did not have a good grasp on the offense and looked like he wasn't very confident we ended up winning that game uh though against a a very mediocre texans team so it was one of those ones where i was like hmm you know fun to win a game but not that exciting to beat the texans um but hey a win's a win and i'll take it um you know it was funny cuz that was actually the weekend my son was born and one of my friends texted me who's a jet fan and he said you know your son since your son is born the jets have never lost a football game um so <laughs> that that was fun to uh to think about for about a week and then we ended up losing to the eagles this past week we are officially uh well, they are officially undefeated against the jets in the history of the franchise we have never beaten the Philadelphia Eagles, which is just a strange stack. It's not like the Eagles are some powerhouse team. We just can't seem to, to get their number. Um, so don't know what's going on there. Don't know if there's some sort of curse going on there. Um, but there was a lot of controversy sort of on the jet up Twitter uh, sort of towards the end of that game. Um, we had sort of tweeted out, you know, that we were getting outplayed by a backup quarterback. Um, because Gardner Minshew had stepped in, um, when with Jalen hurts out and we, uh, sort of just made a comment and said, you know, Hey, this, uh, this is kind of embarrassing to see our top pick, um, get outplayed by a backup quarterback that got a insane amount of flack from jet fans uh, on Twitter, tweeting at that, uh, replying to that tweet with just a lot of hatred. Um, a lot of people that were very upset that we would knock on Zach, um, who is a rookie against someone who's played in the league and has been a starter before. Um, and, you know, I do hear that. I do hear that um, that pushback. Um, at the same time, I think, you know, there is a tendency for Jet fans to be a little too forgiving, uh, especially in the early years. I think, you know, these. you have to remember these are professional athletes. They've been playing this sport for their entire lives. Yes, it's the NFL. It's a different animal. Um, but halfway through the season, you know, you'd expect your starting quarterback, who's played the majority of your games, um, to go out and beat a guy who hasn't played a snap the entire season. Um, and I know he has, you know, he has a little bit more experience overall, but he should have been just as rusty. And he came out and torched us. Now, I get it. The Jets' defense played incredibly horrible. Literally. Just a dumpster fire of a performance. The game really is on them. It's not on Zach. So I don't want you to think that I'm saying this game was on Zach, that it's, he's the reason we lost this game. That's not what I'm saying. Just would like to see him, you know, compete and, and rise to the next level in these games that are somewhat close and not, you know, not sort of disappear uh, for an entire half. And, a lot of people would say that his, his third quarter was a wash, which it was. He didn't really get in the game at all. But in the fourth quarter, he looked kind of lost. Um, you know, he wasn't pushing the field very much. You know, here and there he did, and his passes were very off target. Um, I think what concerns me the most about Zach right now is that the the wide open passes, the passes that should be easier for him, are the ones that look harder. And the ones that are harder are looking easy. Um, so I think for him to take the next step, he needs to learn how to make those throws when they're there. You know, the, the crazy cool throws that he makes that are like, wow, how in the world did he do that? Those are great. But you know what? We saw a lot of that with Sam Darnold. It got us very excited and Sam Darnold stinks right now. Um, I'm not saying Zach's going to turn into him, but it's one of those things where you want to see your young quarterback, make those easy throws, make the reads, You know, when Elijah Moore is streaking across the field and he's completely wide open to not make him dive for the pass or, you know, when someone's running a 10 yard out, not hit them in the cleats. Um, At the same time, Zach had a a fairly serviceable game. He ended up winning rookie of the week, which just made no sense to me. Um, You know, that award clearly is based on fan voting (laughs) and Jet fans definitely show up for their players. Um, Javante Williams of the Broncos, the running back. Uh, absolutely deserved to win it this week. He had an insane game. Um, but, hey, I'll give it to Jets fans for for showing up and voting. Um, it's not that Zach had such a bad week that he shouldn't have been in the running, but to win it I think was a little bit a little bit ridiculous. But, hey, we'll take it. Um, at the same time, I think, you know, Zach, he had his ups in the game, and, and there were more ups than downs. I think he had one interception, ended up having, accounting for three total touchdowns, two in the air, um, and one on the ground. Um so that's a positive. So we're gonna take the positives. I think after his rocky start when he returned after the injury, it was it was positive to see him completing passes all over the field in the first half and leading some scoring drives. Um, at the same time, I'd like to see him carry that through the entire game. I think the fourth quarter he didn't do very well. You know, he didn't look like he was um, the same as he was in the first two quarters. so, you just like to see him continue to to carry that progress for entire games, which is something he'll learn how to do more and more as he plays. Um, as a whole, the Jets team, I mean, they're, you know, they're a young team. Uh, they've had some ups and downs this year. They're three and nine. They beat some good teams. Uh, they beat one bad team. Um, they've played with four different quarterbacks this year. Um, you know, it's it's hard to be successful when you have all this sort of shifting and moving and um, especially with the new coaching staff. Um, but you know what? You know, I'm taking what I can from this. Uh, I'm hoping that they finish strong this year. Um, there's certain things that I know are glaring, and a lot of Jet fans have the same concerns I do, which are, you know, why can't we kick a football? Can't kick a football? I mean, this is, uh, this is unbelievable. I mean, we, we literally have gone from Amandola to Kessman to now Pinheiro, who's finally a veteran and hope he can kick the ball through the uprights. I mean, it's unbelievable. Amendola, the most jacked kicker in the history of kickers, uh, kicks the ball a mile, but it's a mile in the wrong direction. Uh, Kessman comes in last week and wins the job from Amendola um, in practice. Guy doesn't even look like he's kicked before. Uh, I can kick better than that guy. Uh, Can't hit an extra point. Uh, And now we got a veteran, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Yeah, we keep hearing them talking about how great of of a guy Amendola is. Don't see a future for a guy that can't kick straight. Um, so that's that's my feelings on the kicker, Joe Douglas, figure this thing out, man. This is ridiculous. This should not have gone on for this many years now where we can't find a guy you can stick with the team. You know, we got rid of Jason Myers when he wanted a contract. probably was a mistake. Uh, he's kicking pretty well for Seattle. You know, hold on to the guys that do the job well. That's all I'm gonna say. don't don't try to say, oh, there's always someone out there we could find a better deal on or better value on. Um, just a more of a risk. Go keep the guys that can do the job. And then if you ask me which unit I was least concerned about going into this season, it was the defense. I think, you know, we we had a, a really good defensive line last year uh, and the year before coming back. Um, obviously we lost Carl Lawson, but still had a lot of those, you know, talented guys up front. Um, Vadakasi and and Quenin and John Franklin Myers and Kyle Phillips and these guys that, you know, they know what they're doing out there. They're they're not rookies. Um, and I just don't know what's going on. I mean, we have C.J. Mosley in the middle of the D. He's been flying around. But we, we we cannot stop a nosebleed. We're getting absolutely torched. And we're getting mostly torched in the run game. I mean, that's usually the area where we say, the, oh, at least the Jets have a good run D. Not this year. They look terrible. We have a minimal pass rush right now. John Franklin Myers you know, is one of the only bright spots there. He had a really good game the other day. Um, But where is it? I mean, Joe Douglas counted on basically one guy, Carl Lawson to do all that work and he got hurt. and Now we don't have a pass rush. we got to be a little bit more proactive than that. we got to have a little bit more depth on the, uh, on the edge. And I'm hoping we can do that with these, these draft picks uh, next spring, which I'm tired of talking about draft uh, every year. Um, You know, that's all we think about is the draft because We always just want to talk about what's the potential of this franchise, not what this franchise actually is. Um, But anyway, we have a a good chance next year to actually fix that part uh, of the, of the defense. Um, We can't tackle. So guys, these running backs bounce off us like Marshawn Lynch uh, in his signature run. Um, You know, we we just can't tackle. We can't stop the run. Uh, Our safeties can't cover. I mean, come on. This is stuff that, we should have figured out. We focused heavily on the offense in the draft, but this defense is is a unit that's played together before. There's only a couple new pieces out there. It's disappointing to see because then you have to put everything on your offense and your young offense um, to figure out how to to basically play a a game of air raid with the other team um, and try to keep up with a team that's just torching your defense. It's just not realistic. Can't can't sustain that. Uh, just not okay. Pretty much the only positive on defense is the young corners. Players like Bryce Hall, who are legitimately locking up premier talent. I mean, that guy is definitely a diamond in the rough. He got beat on a touchdown a couple weeks ago. I'm not really concerned. Uh, it was from Brandon Cooks on the Texans, it was a very good deep threat. Um, Hall was on him. He was on him like white on rice, and he basically just missed on the swing when the ball got there. I'm not too concerned about Bryce Hall. I think if you pair him with uh, another young elite corner, maybe in the draft next year, you could have a really good unit there. Some young guys like Michael Carter II look promising at corner, but our safeties are kind of a mess right now. I mean, Marcus Mays out with the injury. He's a, definitely a leader we're missing right now. But it's Ashton Davis, I think he's a bust. So looking ahead a little bit towards the draft, I know I said I don't like talking about it right now because we're mid-season or a little bit later than mid-season now. But looking a little bit ahead, we need to prioritize defense. uh, No-brainer. And tight end. Something that we just don't have right now. I mean, Ryan Griffin can catch a pass, but he's not going to scare anybody. He's not creating any mismatches. You know, we need a guy who's going to come in and actually make a difference there um, and, and allow Zach to have a good underneath threat um, like a Kelsey type who can go out and basically create a huge mismatch on the defense by finding that green space in the middle of the field uh, where Zach can find him um, and allow him to work. And then that opens up the pass and opens up diff- different areas of the field. So I think going to this draft, we need to use both top five picks, which Merry Christmas, we have top two top five picks. Thank you, Jamal Adams. Uh, I think we need to use those though to secure... An elite pass rusher, so we have you know Kayvon Thibodeau, um, you know who who is very very talented. I think it's it's going to be it's going to be hard to see him landing with the Jets that they're picking fourth right now. Um, I just don't know. I don't know if he'll last. I think he's going to potentially go in the top two. Um, you also have Hutchinson uh, out of Michigan. Um, who is just an absolute beast, or sort of like a Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa type, um, who just has a huge motor um, and has basically blown up, uh, you know, on the national stage the last few weeks. Could definitely see us targeting a guy like that. You know, Robert Sala might like a guy like that. Um, however, again, could go number one, could go number two. This is not a quarterback-heavy draft class. So expect defense to go very early. These premier edge positions – are usually the next best thing after a, a, a top quarterback. So if one of those two makes it to four, we got to take them. Just have to. Then I think you have the opportunity to take an elite corner. Um, you know, I think there's there's a few guys in this draft coming up that are have the potential to be elite corners. Um, I like to see the Jets focus on that to shore up that outside. Um And then, you know, hopefully we get Carl Lawson back next year healthy and we have somewhat of a formidable pass rush with a new rookie, with Lawson, Quentin, John Franklin Myers. That's a good unit. It's a unit that can actually get to the quarterback and create um, turnovers. You know, turnovers is something we're just not seeing a lot of this year. And that's disappointing because if you want to rely on your defense having to get three and outs all game, it's just tough. You have to create some turnovers. You have to create some scoring turnovers on defense just to haven't had those at all this year. Um, so I think it's an opportunity for us to to get some elite talent there in defense. We have to do it. we've we've sort of built out that offense in the last year or two. Um, but I still think like I said, in rounds two and three you probably need to go go after a tight end and, and a guard or, or a tackle. Um, you know, our tackles have done okay. Um, but hopefully Beckton's back healthy and we can add another piece to that line, get rid of these guards we have, um, or, you know, even the center. I just don't think we have a lot of talent there in the middle of the line. So we'd like to see us in the, the second and third round with all those picks we have, go get a tight end. That's a difference maker. Go get a couple offensive linemen. Um, you know, after you fix that defense in the first round. So moving on from the draft. Um, do I think Robert Sala is to blame for these losses? I do not. I don't fall into that camp. I don't think this is his fault. Um, I think, you know, he's been a refreshing, you know, breath of fresh air to watch on the sidelines, the way he interacts with the guys, the way he talks after the game, before the game. Um, he's an inspiration. Head coaches need to be inspiring. They need to be the one that leads this team. I think he's doing that for this franchise. I don't see him as the primary issue here. Um I think unfortunately a lot of this these issues fall squarely on Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas has had three off seasons now to work with this roster. He's had two drafts but three off seasons. Um in my book, you know, he has one more. He has one more off season to write this ship to get this team competing for a wild card spot. If if they're not competing for a wildcard spot the next year, then you guys have your expectations way too low. We haven't made the playoffs in over 10 years. I know the organization has changed a few times, but a GM should be able to get a team to competing for a wildcard spot by year three. Period. If you're waiting for year five, your expectations are too low. Otherwise, I think it's time to show Douglas the door. I don't wanna think that's gonna happen. I want him to stay. I want him to do well, but his first draft is essentially a complete bust. Only two guys stand out from that entire first draft. Makai Becton and Bryce Hall. And Becton can't stay on the field. The guy is hurt all the time. Last year in his rookie year, he was hurt multiple times throughout the year. This year, he had a more serious injury. He's been out basically in the entire season. Denzel Mims isn't good enough to beat out Braxton Berrios. I mean, that's alarming. Denzel Mims was supposed to be some wide receiver two. Some people were like, could he be a wide receiver one? No. Denzel Mims can't even be a wide receiver four at this point. He needs to be able to get on the field on a bad Jets team. And he can't. So Denzel Mims, unfortunately, I liked the guy. He was doing well. He got some chances in games, and he didn't make the the plays. Ball hit him right in the hands, go off his face. His problem is he, he catches with his body. He doesn't catch with his hands. Watch his catches. They're all off his body. Then you have someone like Jabari Zuniga, doesn't play. James Morgan was cut or traded. Davis, Ashton Davis, who's now our starting safety, can't cover and he can't tackle. Two big jobs for a safety. Basically the job requirement, can't do it. Braden Mann is hmm, iffy, a punter. I mean, this is a guy who's, we we drafted a punter. Expect him to be good. Well, Michael P. Ryan doesn't even dress for games. Literally, has we pulled up a guy, Austin Walter. No one's ever heard of this guy. beating out P. Ryan for snaps. P. Ryan doesn't even wear a uniform on Sundays. The only saving grace jo- Joe Douglas has is he showed improvement in year two with Elijah Moore, who looks like he's going to be a star. Elijah Vera Tucker, who just mauls guys, throws guys into the stands every week. It's amazing. I love it. Puts him through the ground. Michael Carter, the running back, who looks like he's going to be a great player for us. Very versatile. And Michael Carter the second, the corner, who looks like he could be very good too. Otherwise, he's mostly missed on his picks. I mean, who else from this draft are we excited about? The, the second draft. Nobody, really. I mean, Zach is, is a question mark. You know, we're excited about him. But he's a question mark. He has a lot of upside. I think he's going to do well. But he has not shown enough for us to say he is the guy. Not yet. So I can't count Zach as a win yet. So Joe, Joe Douglas has missed on most of his picks. When you can, when you look back. He basically missed an entire draft. Thank God he found Elijah Moore. That's all I'm going to say. Be better, Joe. So looking ahead now to Sunday. Uh, there are some... You know, there's some positives going into this Sunday. I think, you know, the Saints are a very beatable Saints team. Doesn't mean we're going to win. You know, they, they have a great defense. Um, it's going to be really on our offense. Will our offense be able to keep up with their offense? Because our defense sure is not going to do well. If Kamara plays, close your eyes when we're on defense. Just close them because it's not going to be good. So I don't have much confidence in our D stopping there. Oh, so it's going to be on Zach and on, you know, can he can he get it going? Can LaFleur draw up something that allows for um, momentum to build? And can our defense make a couple plays that keep us in the game? So really for me, it's can we see Zach and Elijah start to continue to build chemistry? That's what we want to see. We want to see him hit him on those easy passes. Elijah to win a couple of those 50-50 balls. And put up a fight against what's a very good defense in the Saints. What I also want to see is two good halves of football. We got one half last week. Yeah, we can forget the third quarter. But the fourth quarter was pretty bad. So we need to see a full game of good football from the offense. Something we haven't really seen since the Titans game. uh, And the Mike White game. And then, you know i just like to see us compete. I'd like to be in the game to the end and progress to be made. I'd like to see a couple sacks. I'd like to see us hold their run game to under 100, 120 yards, let's say. But I, I don't think we're going to win this game. Just being realistic. This is not, uh, I mean, I'm a fan of the team, but I'm not unrealistic. I think we will lose to the saints. Um, and I just want to see some progress. Compete until the end. Don't fold in the second half. And also don't get started in the second half. We showed a good first half last week, which was rare for us. Like to see us show a full game. Don't pick a half, guys. Play the whole game. Then we have the Dolphins, the Jaguars. Both winnable games. Should win both of those games, 100%. Then we play the Bucks. And the Bills. So (laughs) enjoy the month of December because the month of January is going to be ugly. Enjoy the month of December. Enjoy your Christmas. Pray for a Saints upset. Enjoy this last month of football, guys, because then we're back to no football. And nobody likes that. I certainly don't. I'll see you guys Sunday. Don't kill me on Twitter. Remember, there's people behind these tweets. Take it easy. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Jet Up Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Jet Up. Remember to go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Jet Up Pod. This episode is brought to you by Roster Up Media, where football meets data. Head to rosterupmedia.com for more great NFL content.